0: You know what the worst part of the Schumer-Schiff-Sham show now going on in the Senate for the Democrats is? It is dull. It is boring. It is... They're acting. They know how this ends. It is a show. This is not about impeaching the president. It's about bludgeoning the president. It's about trying to hurt the president. The biggest problem they now have? Well, the president... While all of the Schumer Schiff sham show is going on, he's actually abroad in Davos and he is literally laying out the single greatest economic success story of any uh, in front of all the world leaders. He's the envy of the the entire thing. You know, talking about unemployment rate, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, all-time lows. African-American youth unemployment, its lowest ever in history. Uh, Poverty in the African-American community plummeting to the lowest rate ever recorded. Unemployment rate for women, the lowest since 1953. Women now comprise a majority of America's workforce. When you look at workers, wages are growing faster by far than the upper 10%. And they're outpacing the upper 10%. I think Democrats would love this, but apparently not. And uh, celebrating the dignity of work, 8 million new jobs, 8 million fewer people on food stamps, best employment situation since 1969, And what do we see? What's so amazing about this trip? And again, it's sort of like last week. You get a tale of two Americas here. You get on the one hand, the president signing a historic deal with China that impacts and helps American farmers. Big league, big time. It helps our service industries big time. It helps our manufacturing industry big time. Our auto workers and auto manufacturers big time. And our energy sector big time. And again, there's Pelosi laughing, smiling, engraved commemorative pins, signing the impeachment articles, taking pictures in a very somber, solemn, prayerful way, laughing their heads off. And they've done nothing for the last three years except focus on their hatred of all things Donald Trump. It, It is amazing. You just watch. You observe, you follow, and you see, and it is a remarkable thing to watch unfold. Unlike the House Democrats, you know, watching the whining today was a little getting I, 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 I mean, I'm like I oh, can't I mean it was pretty bad. Unlike you know, unlike what they did to the president in the House, they did not afford President Trump or his attorneys any consideration or due process that the republicans had afforded bill clinton now they're whining about process but yet when you look at what the house uh the senate majority leader mitch mcconnell he is following the clinton impeachment standard he's yeah refusing ridiculous calls to turn the schumer Schiff sham thing into a unfair political charade he's adopted rules ensuring that each side will be heard 24 hours presentation each the president granted his due process finally not the case in the house house democrats yep they get 24 hours they have the sole power in the house to impeach they impeach them make your case now stop whining now they had ample opportunity to get testimony they didn't even subpoena half the people they're now demanding they want as new witnesses as they're demanding the senate now take on the constitutional role of the house No, the House has the sole power to impeach. The trial is held in the Senate. It's not the constitutional role or authority of the U.S. Senate to do the impeaching. The House already did it, and they told us they have the case. So we have the leader McConnell. The rules are straightforward. Track pretty exactly what the process put in place during the Clinton impeachment trial just like in Clinton's case, each side got 24 hours to make their case before the Senate and the Chief Justice. Sit back and listen. Then that, then they get 16 hours to ask questions, just as was the case in the Clinton impeachment. Then the decision on witnesses will be made at the conclusion of this process. I hope it doesn't get dicey then. I hope weak Republicans don't allow any more legitimacy to any of this not unconstitutional despicable disgraceful what is an affront to the constitution and and i wouldn't offer any more legitimacy they made their case now live with it because your case is so pathetically weak you know all during the day today we've been hearing whining and lies and falsehoods you know foreign aid has been held numerous times for a range of reasons by many administrations schumer suggesting that this was not done all the time. He's lying. Patty Murray goes out there claiming uh, House Democrats did a careful and thorough investigation. No, um, will quote, Professor Turley, who said they produced the thinnest amount of evidence to support their narrow, the, the single most narrow impeachment in history. And don't forget, it was Turley that was saying you're abusing your power, meaning the Democrats. You know, Schumer is suggesting Schiff and Nadler... You know, their witnesses were not hyper-partisan. They only had one fact witness. The rest were hearsay opinion witnesses. Uh, Excuse me. Remember they brought in that one idiot professor? Let's see, big Democratic supporter. He had the one guy that actually had gone on record as having wanted to impeach the president for tweeting out uh, that the media is fake news. Oh, we'll, we'll impeach the president for that. You know, they're asserting McConnell's rules are not similar to Clinton. That That's a lie. On every big major point, it's the exact same thing. You know, Schumer said the president's brief doesn't attempt to rebut. There's no crime that they're talking about, as we went over in chapter and verse yesterday. The, the, there, this whole abuse of power, that's not an identifiable crime. There's nothing done here. Never mind the fact that in the phone call itself... There was never aid even discussed. Now, the president did say, I don't like the people you're surrounding yourself with. You know, it looks like you're, you're following in the footsteps of your predecessor. That, that wouldn't be good. So the president was concerned about corruption, rightly so, and that he'd be concerned about taxpayer money, rightly so. Five subsequent high-level meetings, one with the vice president, who, by the way, will join us at the bottom of this half hour, in which aid was never discussed again. Zelensky said it. Foreign minister has said it. And I love how Lev Parnas, now they've kind of gotten away from him because now we figured out, Uh, yeah, he's a, he's Michael Avenatti 2.0. And even the foreign minister of Ukraine said, don't listen or trust or believe this guy. Trust me. So everything is now from the perspective uh, of, uh, you know, look, it sh- ideally, there should have been no legitimacy to this. They had to do it urgently. Why so urgently? Uh, to, so they can go on vacation for three weeks and then hold it another two weeks. Now they want to, they didn't want, they, they had to pass it. They couldn't wait to see if they wanted to subpoena witnesses because that would mean uh, there would be judicial review, which by the way, that's where you go when there is a conflict between the executive and legislative branches of government. You go to the judicial branch, you seek remedy there. It is unbelievable what, what, is, what we're watching unfold here. I, I t- it's unbelievable. Now, on top of it all, it's boring. It is so dull. You know, you look at how horrific all past precedent in the House thrown out the window. They didn't even hold an initial vote to authorize the impeachment. They announced the impeachment inquiry, announced it, didn't vote on it, before we even heard anything about the phone call. You know, then, of course, the lies by Adam Schiff. He's the biggest liar in Congress. How many times have I told you that? Well, we'd like to have contact with the whistleblower. They already did in his office. You know, it's like Soviet style, you know, their audition behind closed doors of witnesses. Remember that went on. Schiff had to manufacture during the Schiff show. Now it's the Schumer Schiff show. A transcript that never existed. He had to make it up because there was nothing there. Then the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower. Yeah, he lied about that, too. The president denied every consideration and due process that the Republicans had given to Bill Clinton in 98 and 9. And they reaches the House Judiciary. Again, they deny the president his constitutional rights. House Democrats, the weakest impeachment case ever. You know, this, this is who they are. This defines them. And again, like last week, You got Nancy Pelosi celebrating new carved pens with her initials in it or signature on it and and smiling somberly, somberly, prayerfully. Presidents in Davos making history. Like last week he made history with the deal with China and the deal with, oh, let's see, uh, Japan and the deal with Mexico and the deal with Canada and our Western European allies and all the promises he's kept. You know, now, what is this really all about? They never accepted the results of the last election. 287 days. You, we, the people can shock the world again. Every time I watch this, this compromised, he, the, he should be the only fact witness. They only had one fact witness, Ambassador Sondland. The other fact witness that should be on the other side and answering questions is the congenital liar Schiff. Remember, you know, he's named the leading impeachment manager. Uh, The same guy that for three years pushed and lied repeatedly about the dirty Clinton bought and paid for Russian dossier now referred to as likely Russian misinformation from the get go by the New York Times. The dossier had been totally debunked. But no, there's clear evidence of collusion. He's been telling the country for three years. Remember, Adam Schiff released a memo pushing back allegations against any FISA abuse. Yeah, we now know the bulk of information premeditated fraud against the FISA court. He just lies with abandonment. They lie all the time. House managers insisting the president's lead counsel is a material witness. Well, what is Adam Schiff, the congenital liar? He should be deposed, if anybody. And eventually, hopefully, we'll get that. They never made a case here. You know, what have they done? to advance prosperity, create jobs for the American people? Nothing. They haven't done a thing. What have they done to keep make the world? They can't even admit that Soleimani is a good thing, or Baghdadi and his associates is a good thing. So the trial starts. You have Chief Justice presiding. The Senate is now their constitutional roles to be the jury in the trial. The prosecutors, you know, the shift Sham show. You know, the President... As some of the best people, I'm glad he added some of the House people like Ratcliffe Meadows and Jordan. That's great. And it's exactly right out of the Clinton playbook. 24 hours each side. 16 hours of questions. Then they'll argue, I guess, over witnesses. Why they would bring in anyone other than uh, Ambassador Sondland, I don't know. I don't even think you need to bring him in. Because that, that is how the House did this. They had to rush to do this. We can't call Hunter, though. That'd be illegitimate. In other words, the real quid pro quo. Yeah, that would be bad. And then let's just attack Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is doing everything they said they wanted done. All right, Vice President Pence will join us at the bottom of the half hour, eight hundred nine four one Sean. By the way, now the congenital liar Schiff is trying to argue Alan Dershowitz is not a reputable constitutional <laughs> lawyer. Uh, yeah, I think he knows more about the Constitution than uh, the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. Uh, it's beyond, you know, imagine Adam Schiff lecturing a room of people uh, that far outrank him. By the way, his arrogance, it's I, I, as much as he shouldn't be there. It's a good thing he's there. He's, he's like um, exhibit A. Why you should never give the Democrats power ever because he's so corrupt. Um, I think on TV I'll put together all of the lies of this guy and just to remind everybody uh, exactly. This was the man that swore that the dossier is is honest and truthful. This is the guy that uh, said there was clear evidence of collusion. Russia and Trump. We have all the evidence, he said, and that they coordinated and conspired with Russia. The same guy that, you know, in December 2019, Department of Justice released in the report, the FISA report, numerous errors and omissions in the FISA application. Uh, he said just the opposite repeatedly. And, of course, he denied contact with the hearsay, non-whistleblower whistleblower. Um, how they live with themselves, I don't know. I mean, it's it is what it is. I know it's frustrating to everybody. It's not that frustrating to me. It really isn't. Because I'm not allowing the show, the circus, the Schumer shift sham show to alter my good mood that I would otherwise have. It's sad. I hate what they're doing to our country. President declassified the telephone call and released it. It's that exculpatory. How's that for transparency? He focused on the second call. He made false allegations there, too. And then when Schiff saw the allegations of false he knew that he just manufactures a fraudulent call. And then none of the considerations, Republicans under Newt Gingrich, that they gave Bill Clinton and his attorney. You get to pick the date you'd like to start. You get to bring in witnesses. You get to cross-examine. You get to bring in evidence. None of that. Now they're lecturing all of us. After every other impeachment proceeding, they gave none, no precedence, no due process to Donald Trump. And this is who they are. Now they're going to try and move and maneuver to really make an unconstitutional play at having the Senate do the, the job they failed at doing. We'll get Vice President Pence's take on this next. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. The Schumer Schiff Show now uh, in full motion. Joining us, always an honor and pleasure to have back with us the Vice President of the United States. Uh been a longtime friend as well uh mike pence is with us mr vice president sir how are you
1: i'm great sean thanks for having me on today and uh, uh thanks thanks for your clarion voice uh, not just throughout uh, the last several months but over the last three years
0: well we turned out to be vindicated on let's see premeditated fraud on a fisa court uh, there was, uh, as even the New York Times now acknowledges, a dirty dossier that was used as the bulk of information. Uh, the president as a candidate transition team and a president was spied on, all proven right, while four investigations proved that there was no Trump-Russia collusion. Uh, now we find ourselves with this mess in the Senate. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on it and i want if you can also address the five subsequent high level meetings one of which you were a part of at no point in the phone call or the five meetings after was aid ever mentioned
1: well it's just well my my reaction sitting here at the white house uh the president overseas in davos is that what's happening in the senate is a disgrace and it's a great disservice to the american people but i see it I think, as you do, Sean, that it's all part of the same thing. Over the last three years, Democrats have been making every effort uh, to overturn the results of the 2016 election, and today is just the latest chapter. But uh, as I said to you the first time we talked about this chapter, the American people can read the transcript, there was no quid pro quo, the president did nothing wrong. Uh, and it really is remarkable to watch some of the opening statements in the rules debate today. At it, it one hand, Democrats keep telling us that they, that they have overwhelming evidence. And then they tell us that they need more evidence, that they need witnesses, that they need additional documents. And the, the truth is, as Pat Cipollone said in the debate today, the truth is um, that, you know, they held these articles of impeachment for 33 days because they have no case. Uh, And uh, I I think in the days ahead, millions more Americans will see what tens of millions already know, is uh, uh, that uh, this is nothing less than a partisan impeachment. It's being driven by politics, uh, and we fully expect the Senate to acquit the president uh... and uh... and and we hope once this is over that we may have an opportunity um, uh, to see the congress begin to focus on the things that this president has never stopped focusing on that have resulted in a stronger more secure america um, an economy more prosperous than ever before and now now more than hundred and eighty conservatives Confirmed to our federal courts at every level it it, it is incredible that that is a Congress. remarkable you see the politics of the left and the accomplishments of this president, and we're going to keep delivering for the American people
0: in many ways. we saw this last week with the president again check off the list of promises made and kept uh, getting this new trade deal with China, which is going to be very impactful to our farmers, our service industry, energy sector, manufacturers auto manufacturers. And then there's Nancy Pelosi with her ceremonial dozen pens with her name etched into them. You know, smiling prayerfully and somberly, uh, taking pictures uh, with all the people that got the commemorative pens. Um, They rushed this to get to, what, their vacations and then held it longer. Um, I want to ask you very specifically, and I think think with the president today and what the president is doing today... You know, he he's like the envy of the world over there. Our economy is on <laughs> fire.
1: Well, thanks and, to the president's leadership, the American economy is the envy of the world, Sean. And and uh, you know, again, it's another contrast today. Here's more of this partisan impeachment, this uh, relentless attempt uh, by Democrats to overturn the last election. And there you have once again President Trump standing astride of the world economy uh, and really challenging the world with the American example. I mean today he talked about how we've cut taxes, rolled back regulation, unleashed American energy and put America first. That phase one china deal was historic last week. It was it was just a beginning, but as as I said at the ceremony that day, the president said from early in this administration, he told president Xi and and Chinese leadership things have to change. And thanks to strong efforts that he's made, tariffs that we've imposed on hundreds of billions of Chinese exports to the United States, the change began last week. And then finally the finally the Senate approved and the Congress approved the USMCA and as the president told uh, farm bureau farmers from all over America on Sunday, uh, Uh, We have a huge win for American farmers, a huge win for American workers, and it's only going to add even more momentum to this economy, but it's been fighting for free and fair trade, rolling back red tape, uh, unleashing American energy, cutting taxes, and he went out to Davos today and he said, you all should be following the American model. You should put your economy and your people first, just like we always put America first.
0: Let me ask this, because there, we have the exact same rules as was in the Clinton impeachment. Same amount of time. Mm-hmm. you got the 24 hours. Right. Each side will make their case uh, before right. the Senate, the chief justice, followed by 16 hours of questions that they can ask, same as during the Clinton impeachment. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, the Constitution is very clear that the sole power to impeach rests with the House of Representatives. That's run by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats right now. Uh, the trial, the sole power to have the trial is by the U.S. Senate. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why. I mean, they had their audition hearings that were behind closed doors and they had their public hearings. There was only one fact witness that came up, although I would argue Adam Schiff is a fact witness in the case. Uh, and that was Ambassador Sondland. Everybody else was a hearsay or a opinion witness. So my question is, why would any Republican be talking about taking on the constitutional, the sole role of the the House, the constitutional role in the House, by expanding out further? They've impeached the president. Make your case. Republicans should vote up or down. Why bring in new people?
2: Well,
1: it's exactly right. I mean, Article 1 of the Constitution is very clear. And you said it well, as usual, that the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments and the decisions that the vote that'll be taken today is on on rules of debate uh that are modeled after uh, the Clinton impeachment and uh, so both sides as you said will have 24 hours i think there was a late change today to allow each side to have 3 days instead of just 2 days and we'll hear both sides out and um, but but to now for them to come and to demand more evidence to demand more facts uh... and to tell us at the same time that the evidence is overwhelming i i just think it 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 shows you uh... it shows you what's driving this this is this is a partisan impeachment which remember nancy pelosi said she'd never do remember that six months ago sean she said that the only way they would bring an impeachment is if the evidence was overwhelming and the support was bipartisan. Well the only bipartisan vote in the House of Representatives was the vote against the articles of impeachment. Uh, in fact one of the democrats changed parties after it was all over and has joined the Republican Party. And uh, but I think the American people see through this. I got to tell you, you know I was out on a bus tour last week Going across Florida not long before that, across Pennsylvania, the president and I were in Wisconsin. Everywhere I go, people are excited about the progress that we've made, rebuilding our military, uh, destroying the territory of the ISIS caliphate taking down not only Soleimani, but Baghdadi. America is safer, more secure as a result. Seven million jobs created all across this country. Wages rising at the fastest pace in 10 years, most rapidly for blue-collar Americans. The stock market, people's retirement funds are soaring. We're seeing our, our courts peopled with strong and principled conservatives, including two Supreme Court justices, Everywhere I go, people just tell me, Sean, and there are a lot of your viewers and a lot of your listeners across the country I know. They come up to me, they stop me in diners, and say, just tell the president we're for you, keep on going. And I just think, uh, I, I honestly think that millions of Americans just tuning out this partisan impeachment, they see it for what it is. And, uh, and look, the House had their say, uh, the Senate will soon have their say, the president will be acquitted. But the American people are going to have their say in in November of 2020. And and I believe with all my heart, not only are they going to reelect President Trump for four more years and reelect a Republican majority in the Senate, but I think we're going to elect a new Republican majority in the House of Representatives because the American people are looking at what's happening today, what's happened the last three years. And they're saying enough
0: is enough. You know, you're bringing up so many good points here. Um, I want to focus a little bit on where we are, because we now yeah. have the best employment situation since 1969, almost 8 million new jobs. And by the way, many yeah. in the manufacturing sector that President Obama said were never coming back. Um, Eight million fewer yeah, Americans. What
1: magic wand do you have? Remember that?
0: Yeah, I do. I quote it During often. You're absolutely I'll never correct.
1: I'll forget. I, I was out campaigning, and he said the President of the United States said he'd lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. And remember, Sean, I come from Indiana, You know, I come from a big manufacturing state, automotive components, proud tradition, and here's the President of the United States saying he'd lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs, said they're never coming back. What magic wand do you have? And fortunately, we had a candidate and now a president who said, no, they're coming. 500,000 manufacturing jobs have come back in the last three years alone. And with this phase one deal with China, with the USMCA, I'm telling you, as the president said in a tweet not long ago, the best is yet to come uh, for this well, economy with, with low taxes, less regulation, and free and fair trade.
0: Look at, look at the promises made and kept, though, because they're very profound. I mean, I think one of the, the things that will define in history the presidency of Donald J. Trump is promised tax cuts delivered, uh, conservative justices, I'll pick from this list for the Supreme Court, check, um, getting rid of burdensome regulation more than like in the last hundred years. Then you add, okay, trade deals. Nobody thought we'd get a trade deal with China, Japan, uh, Mexico, Canada, our European allies, check. He's been able to win the battle over building the wall and reallocating funds that Congress wouldn't appropriate, check. Uh, then you add to that energy independence for the first time in 75 years, beating the caliphate, beating, killing Baghdadi and associates, and then now taking out Soleimani. And I can't name one thing, Mr. Vice President, that the Democrats have done except hate Donald Trump for the last three years.
1: It's just been resistance. It's been obstruction. And on our side, like we like to say, it's been promises made and promises kept. And one of the things I love about your television show is the way you you'll put that list up and it just goes and goes and goes. And, and I have to tell you, I was there when he was making those promises.
0: Uh, listen. Every time I've been to, actually, every time I've been to the White House, which is hardly ever, you're always there. You live there. I think you must <laughs> well, have I'll a. This- I
1: was there on the campaign trail. when he was made. This president has kept more promises than he made. I mean, that's the truth of it. You talk about the. He said we're going to build a wall. We just we just hit the first hundred miles of the wall. We're, we're building hundreds of miles. Of wall, and now apprehensions on our southern border are down by seventy percent because of the strong stand the President took early this year to declare an emergency to build the wall and to bring Mexico forward and demand that they take steps to secure their southern border and ours and I, I have to tell you, we just came through MLK weekend and uh, I, I was in Memphis, Tennessee. I actually visited the site. Uh, The Lorraine Motel, where where Dr. King fell, and and then I went to a wonderful African American church. After that, uh, Holy City Church of Christ. And I have to tell you, I I got a standing ovation at this church. I talked about the lowest unemployment rate ever recorded for African-Americans in history, 8,700 Opportunity Zones, thanks to the president's leadership and the great work by Senator Tim Scott. I mean, the the progress that we're making, criminal justice reform that African-American leaders had clamored for since the Clinton administration, this president got it done. You've known him for decades, Sean. He and I have gotten to be close over the last four years. I see him every day. What the American me ask people have seen in this president is strength, and they've also seen he's a man Whoa. of
0: his word. This this is what a disruptor looks like. This is what a, a a non-swamp creature looks like, or draining the swamp looks like. I hear you going to Israel. I am I'm, I'm getting am. short on time. I don't want to uh, give this short uh, short change. To this, but the alliance now between Israel, the U.S. The Saudis, the Egyptians, Jordanians, the Emirates against Iranian hegemony is real. Tell us about uh, your trip.
1: the. Well, it's uh, y- y- you put it well. I mean, th- th- that um, I-, I like to refer to Israel as our most cherished ally. Uh, but but, uh, but uh, the alliance between the United States and Israel has had no greater champion than President Donald Trump. I mean, to, to have four previous presidents promise to move the American embassy to Jerusalem, it was President Donald Trump who moved the American embassy to Jerusalem, where I'll be meeting with Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, later this week. And this president recognized the Golan Heights uh, as officially a part of Israel. He has stood strong, and Israel's more secure. America and this alliance is stronger than ever before. It would be my great honor to travel with my wife and a delegation uh, to Jerusalem, where we will mark the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. And uh, we we will talk about that... that, uh, not, not only the, the depths of, and the, the tragedy of the Holocaust, but we'll talk about the triumph of freedom 75 years on to be standing in the Jewish state of Israel and in Jerusalem.
0: All right. Listen, I uh, appreciate everything, um, Mr. Vice President. Thank you. Good luck. Godspeed on your trip. And uh, congratulations on the great success, because it's really the people that deserve to be served, and, and better government does that. Thank you for all you're doing every day. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Sean. We appreciate you every single day. God bless you and your millions of listeners.
3: Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice, Majority Leader McConnell, Democratic Leader Schumer, Senators. My name is Pat Cipollone. I am here as counsel to the President of the United States. Our team is proud to be here representing President Trump. We support this resolution. It is a fair way to proceed with this trial. It is modeled on the Clinton Resolution, which had a hundred senators supporting it the last time this body considered an impeachment. It requires the House managers to stand up and make their opening statement and make their case. They have delayed bringing this impeachment to this House for 33 days, 33 days to this body. And it's time to start with this trial. It's a fair process. They will have the opportunity to stand up and make their opening statement. They will get 24 hours to do that. Then the president's attorneys will have a chance to respond. After that, all of you will have 16 hours to ask whatever questions you have of either side. Once that's finished and you have all of that information, we will proceed to the question of witnesses and some of the more difficult questions that will come before this body. We are in favor of this. We believe that once you hear those initial presentations, the only conclusion will be that the President has done absolutely nothing wrong. And that these articles of impeachment do not begin to approach the standard required by the Constitution, and in fact, they themselves will establish nothing beyond those articles. You look at those articles alone, and you will determine that there is absolutely no case. So we respectfully ask you to adopt this resolution so that we can begin with this process. It is long past time to start this Proceeding, and we are here today to do it, and we hope that the House managers will agree with us and begin this proceeding today. We reserve the remainder of our time for rebuttal. All
0: right, that was Pat cipollone White House Counsel, making the points. Okay, you impeach them. Game on. Uh, we got twenty-four hours. You're, you make your case. Uh, then the president's team will make their case. Sixteen long hours of questions. Uh, Then the issue of witnesses, executive privilege issues, if they come up, will then be sorted out. And all the whining by Chuck Schumer and company. Not fair. What are they talking? The, The only place where there was total, complete unfairness was the House that set aside all precedent. Every consideration that was given to Donald Trump versus none given to well, none given to Donald Trump. Every one was given to Bill Clinton, and that was in 98. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. The rules, everything you need to know, the trial starts, resumes. Chief Justice Roberts presiding. The Senate is the jury. The prosecutors are the House managers announced by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the president has the White House counsel, Jay Sekulow, uh, Ken Starr, uh, Alan Dershowitz, Pam Bondi, Robert Ray, and now a number of the House leaders like Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows and and company, those that know what they're talking about, John Ratcliffe. Uh, They are now a part of it. Pretty all-star team. You got John Ratcliffe now joining. Meadows, Lee Zeldin, Elise Stefanik, Doug Collins has been great. Mike Johnson, Debbie Lesko. Good team. President's team has a good team. Anyway, here to sort, sort through all of this and uh, assuming now we go forward with this, you know, schumer Shiftsham show now that has moved to the Senate, Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, author of Witch Hunt, and David Schoen, Civil Liberties attorney, former board member, uh, believe it or not, of the Alabama Civil Liberties Union. Uh, welcome both of you back to the program. Greg, we will start with you as you watch this unfold today. I mean, all I hear is political posturing about fundamental fairness when zero has been given Donald Trump up until today.
4: Uh, I understand there's a run on no do's at Walgreens. Uh, (laughs) This is, you know, day one is a soporific debate over what procedures to adopt. And frankly, you know, it's going to be a tep pepid bore because democrats are going to be introducing endless amendments that are destined to go nowhere in the end uh... republican senators will adopt uh, majority leader mitch mcconnell's resolution setting forth the order and the parameters of the trial opening statements first written questions from senators then as it was in the clinton impeachment a decision on whether witnesses will even be necessary or relevant It's sound. It's logical. You don't know until you hear the case from the managers uh, and the defense whether any witnesses are are necessary. But, you know, you're certainly hearing from Adam Schiff, the leading House manager for the Democrats, the usual inflammatory bromides, misdeeds, corruption, uh, cover-up. These are articles of impeachment that, on their face, Do not constitute impeachable offenses, especially the second one. You know, the Supreme Court has said repeatedly that you cannot uh, penalize an individual for exercising a legal right or privilege, which is what the president did, invoking executive privilege and absolute immunity for senior advisors uh, that the House wanted to call. That's not an impeachable offense, and frankly, that one should be subject to a motion to dismiss. And then, you know, Democrats and Republicans can have at it on the merits of, of Article One, which is also defective.
0: Very interesting, because one year from today now, uh, are we going to have Donald Trump in that office or a President 46? I'd say based on the reaction of the country to this madness— I would expect uh, a 45 to have another term. Your take from a legal standpoint, David Schoen.
2: I mean, the circus continues. It's really unbelievable. If a lawyer or a senator, non-lawyer, but in this case a lawyer, can't make the case uh, for impeachment here in 24 hours of talking, got to find a new job. I mean, that is absolutely absurd to complain about that. 12 hours a day? How long do they want to paralyze the Senate and the whole country with this nonsense? It's really unbelievable. And, of course, as you know, at the 11th hour, they raised this issue about Pat Cipollone, that he should be disqualified because he might be a fact witness in the case. Is that a joke? I mean, Nadler and Schiff, Schiff certainly should be a fact witness in the case. I've said that they should be disqualified from the start. But I hate to dignify them by making it seem as if one wouldn't want them on the team because they seem to be so inept, falling all over themselves, that I suppose that's the kind of person President Odo want on the House managers' team but uh, it's really, it's really a horrible process. We've got to move past this.
0: Well, I don't think we're moving fast past it any too quick. But you're right. 24 hours is a long enough period of time. Look, they couldn't wait. There was such urgency. They had to get this done before Christmas. Then they went on vacation. Then they held it back. Then they tried to dictate the constitutional role in the Senate. But they made their case. They impeached the president. Now, the issue of witnesses I want to go to and the issue of executive privilege, both very important issues that will come up uh, once the presentations are made by both sides. And on the witness issue, the House constitutionally, Greg Jarrett, my reading of the Constitution is clear. They have the sole power of impeachment. They have now impeached the president. Now their managers are going to make their case before the U.S. Senate. The Senate has the sole power to try the case. Um, Why, if they made their case... Why don't they just present what they have found that is so important to impeach a president on? And then if they want to bring in witnesses, why would only the witnesses that the fact witnesses of the case they put together be valid? In other words, why are they talking about other witnesses that they chose not to bring into the House proceedings?
4: Exactly. And it's a great point. Um, We've heard from Nadler and Schiff and Pelosi that the evidence is overwhelming and compelling. Well, why then do you need new witnesses, the same witnesses, by the way, that you chose not to hear from in the House? And that was your job, to develop the evidence, the information, through witnesses. Instead, what they called were nothing but hearsay witnesses
0: who offered speculation. Well, hearsay or opinion witnesses. That's what we got. One fact witness, his name was Ambassador Sondlandt.
4: Right. And, and you know, my here's a typical example. George Kent, who serves in the State Department, testified he believed there was a quid pro quo by the president. He got that, he said, uh, from uh, see, uh, Bill Taylor, who heard it from Tim Morrison, who heard it from Ambassador Sondland, who said he presumed it. And then he heard from the president who said, I want nothing, I want no quid pro quo. So that's quadruple hearsay. That's junk. That's not allowed in a court of law. It shouldn't even be allowed here. But, of course, that's all that the House uh, managers have.
0: All right, but I'm assuming that, look, you got some Republicans out there. Well, maybe we should bring in John Bolton, Mike Pompeo, Mick Mulvaney. I mean, you're right. The White House counsel, that was a joke today, especially with the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. So now on the issue of executive privilege, David Schoen, uh, excuse me, this goes back to George Washington and has been invoked by many, many presidents. The clear constitutional need has been established, and that is that a president needs to have, especially on foreign affairs, a team that can speak freely and openly to a president to advise them on on the best course of action without a fear that what they say to the president one day is going to be subject to a subpoena
2: absolutely 100 percent right and it's a very sacred uh, privilege to be preserved greg mentioned earlier i mean the second article it shouldn't be dignified with any kind of hearing if we're in a position now where the president uses the court system to challenge uh privilege and that's a, an impeachable offense. It's a very dangerous situation in this country. Let's remember how we got here. There was a commitment to impeach this president from the day he was elected. Then the question was, what are they going to find to do it? So they ha- came up with these things. They made a mistake because the evidence is overwhelming, all right? It's overwhelming. There was no impeachable offense committed. Because Let's take a look uh, at, the, at the forest here. The forest is the president, worst case scenario in his Ukraine call, asked for a, an investigation of corruption that he had heard about from credible sources. An investigation, not a Mueller-like agenda-driven witch hunt, not a prosecution, uh, no charges to be brought yet, but a full investigation. Every American, starting with Joe Biden, should have welcomed that and should demand it themselves. All right, where are stay we there. Where we still should be.
0: Yeah, Got to take a break. More with Greg Jarrett, David Schoen on the other side. Well, we'll explain more of what's going on here today and the insanity of this. Um, and you just watch on the obstruction side, uh, the president invoking executive privilege that's been done by every other president. This is a joke. This is sad, actually. And dull and boring and politico. That's it. And imagine they're on grand jury or they're on jury duty.
1: Imagine that the judge walks into that courtroom and says that she's been talking to the defendant And at the defendant's request, the judge has agreed not to let the prosecution call any witnesses or introduce any documents. The judge and the defendant have agreed that the prosecutor may only read to the jury the dry transcripts of the grand jury proceedings. That's it. Has anyone on jury duty in this country ever heard a judge describe such a proceeding and call it a fair trial?
0: All right, final thoughts from Greg Jarrett and David Schoen on the battle over the w- rules and now the case being presented by, I mean, the compromised congenital lie. You want to talk about somebody that should have been out of this case? Uh, that's the guy that lied about uh, having any contact with the hearsay, non-whistleblower, whistleblower. Uh, that would be Adam Schiff. How does, he, how does he escape from all of this? And why would anyone trust him after him lying repeatedly down for three years? Greg Jarrett.
4: Well, I think he's going to be in trouble on reelection. and there are several people running against him, and here he is today accusing the Senate of an unfair trial when he deprived the president of due process, wouldn't allow the president's counsel to be present during hearings, to present evidence, or cross-examine witnesses. I mean, that is an egregious violation of due process, and he's nothing but a hypocrite, and I agree with you, a congenital liar.
0: Last word, uh, David Cho.
2: Well, you said it. I mean, it's a circus, but it it is sad. Um, The stakes are too high here. Uh, This is a farce. It's paralyzing the Senate. Uh, There's nothing to it. They want to call witnesses. It's going to go on and on and on because you're going to have to have the Bidens, Devin Archer, Chris Hines, corruption experts, because the president has an obligation to weed out corruption and to demand an investigation, and because the subject of it is a candidate for president, doesn't give him license or exemption from corruption investigation.
0: All right, Greg Jarrett and David Schoen will have full highlights of all of this coming up. Uh, more of the comings and goings of what's been happening all day uh, straight ahead. Also, James O'Keefe, uh, founder, CEO of Project Veritas. Whoa. Wait to hear the very latest on a Bernie Sanders field organizer. I'll straight up get armed. I'm ready for the effing revolution. Guillotine the rich praising the Soviet Union. All Republicans need to be sent to re-education camps. And it gets worse from there. That's all straight ahead as we continue. I-25 right, to the top of the hour, 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program as we watch now the Schumer Shift Show Part 2. Um, you watch. Uh, it, it, Linda, this is just me. I'm trying to like be interested. I'm watching the proceedings. Uh, it, it is boring me to death what they are doing here today. We already know everything that we need to know about this thing. and th- There's nothing new except they put a lot of new adjectives around it. Oh, my gosh. Urgent. Why'd you go on vacation if it was so urgent? We couldn't call witnesses because it was urgent. OK, you got your vote. You impeach the president. Present your case. And it's weak. And it doesn't pass muster, frankly, in a front of the Constitution. I mean, hands up. Everybody in there. Katie, dull. Yes. J.C. Own, how dull? It's like watching paint dry. Exactly. Linda, you seem the most disgusted with it. Why are you so disgusted?
2: Honestly, I kind of love it. I mean, I think this just goes to show you that these people, they don't want to work. They don't want to work. They want to no, stand No, you around. love it because
0: it's such a, a, a boring, spectacular, anticlimactic fail. That's what you're loving about it because you can see it. There's no energy to this. There's no life in this. You know, and, and compare the president abroad, as I mentioned earlier, uh, bragging about the great American renaissance with jobs. And given a killer speech today. And then you're watching all the world leaders wishing they were him. Wishing their economies were doing as well as his. Sucking up to him so that he doesn't go after them next to pay their fair share. I mean, it, it, it's sort of like the 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 tale of two different Americas here. You got Donald Trump on the one hand, he's signing a deal with China. And on the other side, you got Nancy Pelosi with her golden pens, the dozen of them or so, with her autograph engraved into the pens and then smiling for pictures while she's being so somber and prayerful. Didn't see any of that. And then you watch the whining. I can't take the whining. It's oh, Not exactly the same rule. This is unfair. I'm like, oh my gosh. You impeached him. Make your case. Tell America why you needed to do this so urgently so you can get away on vacation for three weeks and then not give the Senate the impeachment articles. It is so pathetic. It is so unconstitutional. It's such a spectacular fail on their part. And the question is, and this is why Mitch McConnell was right. Okay, he knows what Democrats do. They play games. And Mitch McConnell says, okay, after you present your case, president's attorneys then have a right to demand uh an acquittal vote and they deserve that i know we'll get into the issue you know Sh- actually shift calling hunter biden would be illegitimate it was amazing the fascination late last week the two days last week where they were so fixated on Les parnas the, the new evidence and the the shift show you know sends over to the senate for schumer to start his shift show uh this new evidence that they find but in it he totally said he exonerates quid pro quo Joe. He exonerates zero experience Hunter. Now he's saying that well, calling Hunter Biden would be illegitimate. What's illegitimate? Actually, you should be called before you call Hunter Biden. To be honest, because you are the one that uh, what's his name Lev Parnas. Yeah, you you're the one that conspired to do all this behind the scenes. Wait, so Katie had a bunch of really great calls yesterday. And
2: one of the best questions that people had was, you know, in the tape that we always play that you like to say and not play that annoys me, um, where Joe Biden is talking about how he's like, go ahead, call him, call the president, blah, 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 and all this stuff. What we'd like to know is, did he call him? Did, you know, the Ukrainian president at the time call Barack Obama? Is there a call between them on record? Was there some negotiation made since right after that, the prosecutor was fired And is there a transcript and a record of it?
0: Here's the most important thing that sticks out to me. You're raising great questions. Schiff has been claiming the Schumer Schiff show. The rules are nothing like the process that was used at the Clinton trial. Well, they changed every rule and gave zero consideration to precedence in the House. They gave no considerations that Newt Gingrich gave. That's point one. Number two. Well, they're complaining. They want new witnesses and that new witnesses are not going to be admitted at the outset of the Senate trial. Well, maybe somebody should tell the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar that it was the House's job to collect all the evidence before voting on their impeachment articles. It's not the Senate's job to fix their failed articles and their mistakes and to undo it. Nadler, you know, compared the Senate impeachment trial to what would happen in a court of law. Uh, If this case were submitted to a court of law, it would be rejected. Immediate summary judgment because House Democrats have not actually accused the president of any criminal wrongdoing. Schiff arguing that, you know, the compressed timing would rig the process, create an unfair trial. 24 hours. What does Schiff have to tell us about one phone call? 24 hours? All the hearsay witnesses, maybe you can tell us what went on behind the scenes with the non, with the hearsay, non-whistleblower, whistleblower that he had contact with and lied about. You know, 24 hours, that's the same as the Clinton trial. You're making the false claim that the president withheld hundreds of millions of dollars of military aid to an ally at war in order to coerce the ally into interfering in our election. No, not one person you brought in. Not one piece of evidence claims that. Not one. That's why it is the Schumer-Schiff-Sham show. And then, of course, there were the five subsequent high-level meetings with Zelensky, foreign minister of, of Ukraine. They've all said the same thing. Not one time was aid ever brought up. They got the money. They did nothing. These facts never change, as Jim Jordan always says. Um, it is, you know, I am kind of glad that they did add Jordan and, and Meadows, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but It is everything you want to know about this is everything that you've watched now for three years. And that is a Democratic Party obsessed and aligned with a corrupt media mob. You would think they'd be happy for their country because of the success we are now experiencing. You would think they could even celebrate the killing of Baghdadi and his top associates you would think they'd applaud defeating the caliphate in Syria. You would think they would applaud taking out the number one state sponsor of terror, their leader of terror, who's killed Americans, Soleimani. They can't even say a good word about that. They want to take away the president's power to ever do it again. I'm like, what? That's how sick this is. Never mind record low unemployment. Never mind all of the trade deals that... Everybody predicted would end up, you know, in some Smoot-Hawley disaster. That that this would end up with being protectionist. No, the president said he wants free trade, but he wants fairer trade. Oh, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Well, we just got a better deal with Mexico. Guess what? The money could it can technically say is paying for the wall, and you can say the deal with China that helps our farmers and helps our service industries and helps our manufacturing industries and our energy sector and our our auto manufacturing sectors oh none of you none of you thought that would happen also with real teeth if intellectual property theft continues real penalties to pay there or the fact that we're energy independent for the first time in 75 years a net exporter of energy and all the jobs that can be created high paying career jobs in the energy industry never mind the added bonus benefits of oh yeah on the issue of national security. Straits of Hormuz are not as uh, politically, geopolitically important, strategically important to the United States anymore. Doesn't mean we're going to let the Iranians control them, but the fact is our energy independence uh, gives us a freedom that we never had before that we would select the timing of any type of military action if need be to stop the type of piracy and and tankers taken hostage in the straits, the narrow straits of Hormuz by the Iranians. You add to that the judges, the tax cuts, ending bureaucracy, building the wall. I mean, what have they done for you, we, the people? Nothing. And then they sit there and they call this a quid and a pro and a quo, but they declare totally exonerated Joe Biden on tape bragging and zero experience hunter. And as we pointed out with Profiles in Corruption and Peter Schweitzer's new book, abuse of power by America's progressive elite, that it went way beyond just Hunter, zero experience. There are a lot of zero experience Bidens out there making a fortune based on the connections of quid pro quo Joe with all the countries he's in charge of. And they want to keep this circus going on forever and ever, never ending, ever, ever ending, ever, ever, never, never, on top of ever. And the comparisons, you look at Trump last week, China deal done, same with Japan, Western Europe, Canada, Mexico, done. He's out there working. He's in Davos. While this this whining, this, this witch hunt, which has been going on since two days after he was president, continues. It is so sick, ugly, twisted. That's why 287 days from now matters for all of us. It's an all-hands-on-deck moment for the entire country. It, th- this is it. We're at we're at a tipping point here. America and the world on the brink and I'm not overstating that case at all. It's that it's that important that this continue. All right, and these people not be rewarded for what they have done. That's very important. Uh all right, 800-941 Shawn you want to be a part of the program. Uh let's go to David, the important swing state we'll be watching very early. On Election Day, 287 days from now, North Carolina will be a big indicator of how the night's going to go. How are you, sir? Very well. How about yourself today, sir? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Well, I uh, wanted to get your take on something. Uh, I think
4: that President Trump ought to go on the offensive against him. He should use
5: new campaign
4: slogans, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, For example, impeachment... By Pelosi and Schiff,
5: a badge of honor.
0: I mean, take it to them. You want to know what I think the president ought to be doing? Exactly what he's been doing all day. He's he look, he's spoken out repeatedly on this. When he has these scrums and he talks to reporters and they ask these questions. He, I, as far as I'm concerned, the president has said everything he needs to say. I'm sure he'll comment. He's not shy about commenting. But he needs to be doing what he's doing today. He's in Davos. World leaders are sucking up to him. World leaders are, he's the envy of the world with the economy. They don't want punitive actions by the U.S. They want a partnership with the U.S. So the president's doing what he does best. He's making deals and he's leading and he's, and he's creating more wealth and prosperity and job opportunities for we the people. Keep doing that. Keep building the wall. You know, let the Schumer, Schiff, Sham show continue. Let them do their thing. That's all they ever do anyway. We have three years of this. This is who they are. This defines them. His success defines him. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, wow, James O'Keefe. This this is unbelievable. We've got a Bernie guy on tape. I'll get up. Uh, I'll straight up get armed. I'm ready for the blanking revolution. Guillotine the rich. Praise the Soviet Union. All Republicans need to go to re-education camp. South Carolina field organizer. Leave it to the Soviets to make the, the most Badass bleep bleep, most effective gun control. Wow, and it gets worse from there. That's coming up, and more of your calls straight ahead. All right, back to our busy phones. Uh, Florida, the other important swing state, we'll be watching. Two hundred eighty-seven days from now, when you get to shock the world again, I hope. How are you, Mark? In Florida?
2: Excellent, sir. Proud American veteran here, calling you first time. Every day,
0: listen. Come aboard. Thank you, sir. God bless you for all you do.
2: you know, I've got a pretty simple question with a complex answer, I'm sure. So we have gotten to a crossroads where our two parties are so far apart and the Democrats have shown their card of disgrace. How, and if ever, can we get a government back together with two governments or two parties ruling, help rule the government? Um, to me, it's, it's healthy to have um, something to bounce off of and keep the other one in check. But the way things are right now, it is so far left by their mentality. I don't know if they could ever come back over and gain the trust of the
6: American people.
0: Look, there's always an ebb and flow to political cycles. Um, it just is what it is. Um, I know what you're saying. The party has gone hard left before, never like this. It's never, you, you always had your Scoop Jacksons, your Joe Liebermans up to more recently. They've, they're almost non-existent. You know, Van Drew, the New Jersey congressman, um, you know, he's an anomaly now. And now he's a Republican. By the way, over 100,000 plus people in New Jersey signing up to go to a Trump rally in New Jersey. Wouldn't think that's true. You know, it could happen. I, I, I'll put nothing past the, the people of this country after all this for three years. Um, I, I, look, you got to just judge it as it is. And we've got to fight back against this push towards statism and false promises of socialism. Because we know mathematically it, it can never happen. It doesn't add up. Simple math. And it will take us down a road that will lead to American poverty, not prosperity. You know, bribing mullahs in Iran and dictators with billions doesn't work.
4: Coming up next, our final news roundup and
0: information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, By the way, impeachment is increasing support for the president. One sideline to all the madness that is going on today in the uh, battle in the Senate as the impeachment trial begins. Um, Except for the president's guys, it's as dull as, as drying paint Um, Now, there is a story we cannot ignore here, and we got a preview of this last week with James O'Keefe and the field organizer in Iowa for Bernie Sanders, and James said, oh, just wait, because we got a lot more coming. Like, for example, you got one field organizer, uh, I'll straight up get armed, I'm ready for the beep revolution, guillotine the rich, praising the Soviet Union, advocating The sending of all Republicans to re-education camps. Now you think I'm making this up, right? I am not. Now we have the guy in Iowa. Now we have the guy. His name is Martin Weisgerber, South Carolina field organizer for the Sanders campaign. Leave it to the Soviets to make the most badass, beep, most effective gun uh, in the world. The AK-47. I actually think that might have been the Chinese, but what do I know? the destroyer of imperialism and colonialism. That's why I wanted to get a AK-47 tattooed on me. And then he goes into this, yeah, guillotine the rich. Let's force billionaires to build our roads, build our roads, rebuild our dams, rebuild our bridges. Force them. What will help us is when we send all Republicans to re-education camps. And it goes on from there. Let's play it.
7: So, do we just seize, do we just dissolve the, mess the Senate, House the of Representatives, the U.S. branch and have somebody like Bernie Sanders and a cabinet of people make all the decisions for the climate? I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, the executive. Can't, we can't address the immediacy of the climate change on the current. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Black on wood. If Bernie, right, if Bernie yeah. was to lose, I would like to see Yellow Vest protests like here, stateside. I'm already on Twitter following numerous groups around the country that are ready to organize Yellow Vest protests. Okay. I mean I'm ready. Let me know. I'm ready to start tearing bricks up and start fighting. Good. I'm not. I'm not no, no cap, bro. i will start up right, I'll start up get arms. I want to how to shoot and go train. I'm ready for the revolution, bro. All right. I'm telling you. Good stuff. Guillotine the rich. Hell yeah. The is very humane, too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, very humane. Not- it's humane. It's humane. It's more humane than the cool... That, ow, I mean, that's debatable. I think. I don't know... What? She's, Montana's like, she hears this spiel from me all the Oh, night. really? Yeah. I thought you guys were like, no way. Yeah, yeah, but I think they were more for no, education. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I think they're more for education. The like- gulags are founded as re-education. People. Right. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have, we have a joke that people we don't like, we say send them to the gulag. What will help us when we send all the Republicans to the re-education? <laughs> Can you imagine Mitch McConnell? <laughs> oh God, he wouldn't survive. a Lindsey Graham. I only learned this in college when I started studying the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was not horrible. No, it wasn't. I mean, for women's rights, the Soviet Union is, I think, the most progressive place to date in the world. Racial rights too. Yeah. And the rights became a lot more political as they went on. There's a tool. It's like a boogeyman. Yeah. You know what? We have more people in prison in this country right now than yep. Russia did at the height of the gulag. Yeah. We do. It's a, that's a fact. No, it's, a, a, it's essentially slavery. That's oh, it is. And there's no education. No. I would like to see, maybe it's a little bit sadistic, I may mean, call it what you want, but I would like to see the billionaires kind of go into an American gulag, so to speak. I say that all the time. Break rocks. Like, but build something concrete. So let's, let's, let's force them to build roads, rebuild our roads, rebuild yeah. our dams, rebuild our bridges. Let's force them to do that. Versus. Center left for me. I'd like a Marxist-Leninist party in this country. Bernie's great. I mean, he's center left to me. He's great. Yeah, he is the step in the right direction. He—that man is. I mean, it just fills me with so much joy what he's done. Like, he's yeah, he is. Our children will be learning about this. I think so. I mean, he transformed this nation whether he wins or not. Yeah. Well, he is left if like He's left enough. Like, he's that's not, my, that's a a left enough. I think I'm was radicalized from the day of the first day I was born. my dad is a Marxist. Like, he gets you right up from from Belgium. Oh, wow. Yeah, he took part in Paris 16 and all that. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember you said in the office, you are talking about like Marxist Leninist. And I agree with it, but I, I can't just say it. It's not super popular, I think. It's not yet. What? No. I'm sorry. I mean, like being Marxism. being Marxist. Oh, okay. Yeah, Marxist affiliated lines. I've Limes. always made it. I've always been unapologetic about it. You know, when I was younger, uh-huh. I always said, you know, I'm a communist. But I was being a you know, little <laughs> I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew that in my house we had, you know, Das Kapital and ankles and Marx and all that In theory, I'm I'm, I'm a communist that believes in direct democracy, direct communes on everything, pretty much anarcho syndicalism. Nice unions, everything. But I don't know how effective that is in in addressing climate. Yeah, in a corporate, we we live in a corporate, we live in a globalized system. My mom is very left as well, but she can't make her views known because she works for WBR PR, so she's more. But, yeah, you got okay, Leave it to the Soviets to make the most Badass, most effective Gun in the world okay. okay Engineering, great The destruction, the destroyer of Imperialism and coloni- colonization I mean, everywhere That's why I want to get a tattooed on me
0: Yeah, that's why I want it tattooed, yep I'll straight up get armed I'm ready for the effing revolution Wow Get rid of the rich. Make them do... Let the billionaires build roads and set everyone to re-education camps. Rebuild our dams, our bridges. Let's force them. Wow. He's the CEO and the founder of Project Veritas. Great work, James uh, O'Keefe. I thought it was just the Iowa field office. I guess it's, what, now South Carolina? Did the Iowa guy get fired?
5: No, Sean. They haven't haven't actually fired, to our knowledge, uh, the Iowa organizer who was praising gulags and violence... Uh, This is now the second staffer from the state of South Carolina, also a paid field organizer for the Bernie Sanders campaign, Martin Weisberger. He was recorded, you just heard it, a little hard to hear there, but he's praising the Soviet Union uh, and admitting his fantasies about forcing a violent overthrow of the United States government, forcing Americans into re-education camps, and decapitating people uh, once his revolution succeeds. So this is now two paid staffers. Uh, We are currently outside all of these offices in South Carolina as I speak, trying to track the people down for comment, but no comment, Sean, from the Bernie campaign on any of this.
0: Well, that doesn't surprise me, but uh, could you imagine for just a second any Trump field organizer saying the things that Bernie's field organizers are saying? And they seem to have the same mindset. Now, was the South Carolina guy talking to the Iowa guy because... They both like this whole idea of the Soviet Union and Stalin and reeducation camps, and um, both seem ready for revolution. I mean, uh, were they together when they all said this?
5: Well, we don't we don't know, but we do know that uh, on his Twitter feed, Martin this is this guy from South Carolina, his name is Martin, paid field organizer for Bernie. On his Twitter feed, he, he defended Kyle Urich. That was the guy that we recorded last week in Iowa saying similar things. He was defending him on Twitter, uh, saying that he was against Nazis, and that's a good thing. So I've, I've been doing this for a decade, Sean. I've never quite seen uh, no reaction whatsoever to these unbelievably offensive, outrageous, pro-violence, pro-Stalin, pro-Gulag comments from a mainstream political campaign. One one new development, Sean, I forgot to mention today, Martin took down his Twitter account and took down his Facebook account. So if you recall, in Iowa, all of the state directors took down their Twitter accounts. So, Sean, this is becoming a phenomenon in the following way. All of these paid people are taking down all their social media accounts. And their whole job is to get the message out. So that's quite an extraordinary reaction from the campaign. We think.
0: I think it is too. What is the official word we got on? What was it? Twitter. One of them that what my account was officially compromised. Is that the term they used? Uh, going back whatever length of time. That's uh, it, boss. Linda? Yeah. Uh, well, you'll like this, uh, James. Judicial Watch is now headed to court, and they're trying to get the details of uh, any potential monitoring that went on among the president's families lawyer lawyers and journalists uh, the two freedom of information act lawsuit requests against the state department for documents tied to the alleged monitoring of the president's uh, circle of friends and which by the way beginning in october of 2019 by ambassador yovanovich who i barely knew and she thinks that i was after her barely we barely mentioned her and anyway the department entities Apparently, they're claiming, meaning Judicial Watch, they're alleged to have ordered State Department entities to conduct monitoring of oh, people like Donald Trump Jr., Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, and others. That couldn't happen in America, could it?
5: Well, Sean, I've been subject to these sorts of things in my own life as a journalist, um, and I and I know what it's like. The Customs and Border Patrol were, were detaining me at my own border for many years, but this is the sort of this is what this guy says. He says, quote, Weisberger says, we're going to dissolve the Senate, the House of Representatives, the judicial branch, and have Bernie Sanders and a cabinet of people make all the decisions for climate. I'm serious, quote unquote, is what he says. So, I think we're, there's the, the battle lines are drawn here, and there's a small uh, group of people, maybe five, ten percent of the United States, who knows who believes in this stuff. I think many journalists, Sean, believe in this stuff in Washington, uh, New York, and Los Angeles. So. I don't think these are isolated cases. I told you that last week. They said he was just one rogue guy. Now you have two rogue guys. And the, and the really difficult pickle the Bernie Sanders campaign is in is as they fire these people or disavow their comments, they really kind of have to disavow the majority of the people that work for them. So it's a really difficult situation, and they're hoping that not one American legacy media reporter calls and asks for comment, which so far they have succeeded in that department.
0: All right, we want to thank you once again for sharing uh, all this great undercover work you're doing. James O'Keefe, founder, CEO of Project Veritas. We'll link his website to Hannity.com and make it easy for you. And uh, we'll continue to follow and monitor uh, what uh, he's discovering and see if we get answers from the Bernie campaign. Unbelievable. I'll tell you who the stars of the day have been, and that is both Pat Cipollone and Jay Sekulow, White House counsel and the president's personal attorney, Jay um, both friends of the program, and I just want to play some of them from today. So, just to give you some of the insight, I mean, in spite of this, they're breaking it down systematically, tearing it up, because it's important we get to the real, actual truth of what is at stake here.
3: Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice, Majority Leader McConnell, Democratic Leader Schumer, senators. My name is Pat Cipollone. I'm here as counsel to the President of the United States. Our team is proud to be here representing President Trump. We support this resolution. It is a fair way to proceed with this trial. It is modeled on the Clinton resolution, which had 100 senators supporting it the last time this body considered an impeachment. It requires the House managers to stand up and make their opening statement and make their case. They have delayed bringing this impeachment to this house for 33 days, 33 days to this body. And it's time to start with this trial. It's a fair process. They will have the opportunity to stand up and make their opening statement. They will get 24 hours to do that. Then the president's attorneys will have a chance to respond. After that, all of you will have 16 hours to ask whatever questions you have of either side. Once that's finished and you have all of that information, we will proceed to the question of witnesses and some of the more difficult questions that will come before this body. We are in favor of this. We believe that once you hear those initial presentations. The only conclusion will be that the president has done absolutely nothing wrong, and that these articles of impeachment do not begin to approach the standard required by the Constitution. And in fact, they themselves. All right, when we come back, um, establish-
0: I know many of you watching this have been bored to tears uh, today. Well, full summaries of what was worth watching tonight at nine on Hannity. Quick break. We'll come back. You know what, a lot of people have questions about what's happening. Let me whatever you call, comment, question, we'll get to a lot of calls next half hour as we continue a great Hannity tonight at nine. Hi, right, twenty five till the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one Sean Tolfrey. Telephone number, you want to be a part of the program. I mean the whining by the Democrats today is laughable, considering they gave the president zero due process in the House. Zero. Nothing. Same amount of time as we had in the impeachment hearings. They get down to present their case. But we wanted to bring in new witness. They had their opportunity. Let's play a few minutes of the president's personal attorney uh, from earlier, uh, Jay Sekulow, laying out part of the case, a lot of which we all know. This is not complicated. The House has the sole constitutional authority to impeach. They've impeached the Senate has the sole constitutional authority and obligation to hold the trial. They're doing it. Now the House makes their case. This time, unlike in the House, the president gets a defense. Now, defense was afforded Bill Clinton back in the day, but they didn't provide that opportunity in the shift sham show in the House after the audition hearings behind closed doors. Only one fact witness emerging. Now they're trying to get the Senate to do the job of the house it's not their job as we pointed out again and again anyway here's uh the attorney jay secular we're going to get to your calls right after
6: thank you mr chief justice members of the senate leader mcconnell democratic leader schumer it's also my privilege to represent the president of the united states before this chamber senator schumer said earlier today that the eyes of the founders are on these proceedings. Indeed, that's true. But it is the heart of the Constitution that governs these proceedings. And what we just heard from Manager Schiff, courts have no role, privileges don't apply, what happened in the past we should just ignore. In fact, Manager Schiff just said, try to summarize my colleagues defense of the president. He said, not in those words, of course, which is not the first time Mr. Schiff has put words into transcripts that did not exist. Mr. Schiff also talked about a trifecta. I'll give you a trifecta. During the proceedings that took place before the Judiciary Committee, the president was denied the right to cross-examine witnesses. The president was denied the right to access evidence. And the president was denied the right to have counsel present at hearings. That's a trifecta. A trifecta that violates the Constitution of the United States. Mr. Schiff did say the courts really don't have a role in this. Executive privilege, why would that matter? It matters because it's based in the Constitution of the United States. One manager said that it is you that are on trial, the Senate. He also said that, and others did, that you're not capable of abiding by your oath. And then we had the invocation of the ghost of the Mueller report. I know something about that report. It came up empty on the issue of collusion with Russia. There was no obstruction, in fact, the Mueller report To the contrary, what these managers say today came to the exact opposite conclusions of what they say. Let me quote from the House impeachment report at page 16. Although President Trump has in times invoked the notion of due process, an impeachment trial, an impeachment inquiry is not a criminal trial and should not be confused with it. Believe me, what has taken place in these proceedings is not to be confused with due process. Because due process demands, and the Constitution requires, that fundamental fairness and due process – we're hearing a lot about due process – due process is designed to protect the person accused. When the Russia investigation failed, it devolved into the Ukraine. A quid pro quo, when that didn't prove out it was then bribery or maybe extortion or somebody said one of the members or the uh, members of the House said treason. But instead we get two articles of impeachment. Two articles of impeachment that have a vague allegation about a non-crime allegation of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Members, managers. Right here, before you today, who have said that executive privilege and constitutional privileges have no place in these proceedings, on June 28, 2012, Attorney General Eric Holder became the first United States Attorney General to be held in both civil and criminal contempt. Why? Because President Obama asserted executive privilege. With respect to the Holder contempt proceedings, Mr. Manager Schiff wrote, the White House assertion of privilege is backed by decades of precedent that has recognized the need for the president and his senior advisors to receive candid advice and information from their top aides. Indeed, that's correct. Not because Manager Schiff said it, but because the Constitution requires it. Mr. Manager Nadler said that the effort to hold Eric Holder, Attorney General Holder, in contempt for refusing to comply with various subpoenas was, quote, politically motivated and Speaker Pelosi called the Holder matter, and I quote, more than, a little more than a witch hunt. What are we dealing with here? Why are we here? Are we here because of a phone call? Or are we here before this great body? Because since the President was sworn into office, there was a desire to see him removed. I remember in the Mueller report, there were discussions about, remember, insurance policies. The insurance policy didn't work out so well. So then we moved to other investigations. I guess you would call it reinsurance, or an umbrella policy. And that didn't work out so well. And here we are today. Manager Schiff quoted the Supreme Court, and I'd like to make reference to the Supreme Court as well. It was then Justice Rehnquist, later to be Chief Justice Rehnquist, who wrote for the majority in United States versus Russell in 1973. These are the words. We may someday be presented with a situation in which the conduct of law enforcement agents is so outrageous that due process principles would absolutely bar the government from invoking judicial process to obtain a conviction. That day is today. That day was a year ago. That day was in July when Special Counsel Mueller testified. I am not today going to take the time to review, and I will do it later the pattern and practices of irregularities that have gone on in these investigations from the outset. But to say that the courts have no role, the rush to impeachment, to not wait for a decision from a court on an issue as important as executive privilege, as if executive privilege hasn't been utilized by presidents since our founding this is not some new concept we don't waive executive privilege and there's a reason we keep executive privilege and we assert it when necessary and that is to protect to protect the constitution and the separation of powers
0: the Very president's powerful opponents in the raised by, by the republicans that's jay Sekulow, as you know um, too many good moments. We'll summarize it all on uh, Hannity tonight. It's a witch hunt of all witch hunts. Um, let's go to our busy telephones here. We'll start in the crazy state of California. Nancy is with us. Hi, Nancy. How are you?
2: Hi, Sean. Thanks so much for taking my call. Hey, I want to know why why don't these other these representatives in Congress and in the Senate... Have the nerve, and even some of those in the media, to call out these Republicans face to face on camera. I mean, like Collins and Murkowski and Romney, and tell them to shut this junk down. It's time.
0: You know, it's I narrative. actually, I, at this point, I'm going to tell you where my head is at. It, it, you are right on every level. You just are. This, this has been a farce from the beginning, it has been a never ending desire to impeach a president. For no reason at all. It has basically been a collective tantrum, temper tantrum by the by the Democrats and the their their state run media mob friends. But at this point, mm-hmm. my attitude is shifted. I let them keep going. Let let this mm-hmm. trial go. Let, all right. You got your impeachment. Fine. Here's your trial. Fine. Let the American people ha- see how shallow these people are. How this uh, how insignificant the phone call was, how wrong they are on the facts, on the law on the Constitution and everything in between. And let the president keep governing in Davos and elsewhere and and fulfilling his promises, because we know how this ends and it ends with the president's acquittal. And I just prefer the acquittal. Now, is it wrong to lend legitimacy to the process? Yeah, it is because it's been so corrupt. You didn't have, I guess, enough Republicans to just say, no way, they should have. But with that said, okay, now let's get the acquittal because there is no case. If there was a case, if there was a single thing that concerned me in this case, I would tell you, I'm always honest with this audience, the fact that we can compare it. It's almost like, you know, the boomerang of all boomerangs, which happens every time they try to attack this president. You know, Russia? Yeah, we had Russian election interference. We did. Hillary's dirty, bought-and-paid-for Russian dossier, that, that, that was part of it. Yeah, we had premeditated fraud committed on a FISA court. The media ignored that. Yeah, we have Ukraine election interference, according to Politico, in a cr- Ukrainian court. And we really do have a quid and a pro and a quo. And that's Joe saying, you're not getting the billion, unless you fire the prosecutor. Investigating zero experience. Hunter is being paid millions and millions. Let's, we win on all facts. We win on the law. We win on constitution. We win on common sense. We win on intellectual honesty. We, we win on every, in every case. And then let's look at what they've done for the last three plus years. Nothing but hate, nothing but rage, nothing but an inability to accept the results of, a, of an election. And now they're trying to impact the next election because they know they're not going to win. Democrats know they're going to lose. So a lot of this is designed to create a situation where they think maybe some Republicans up for a vote in the Senate in states like Colorado uh, or Maine or wherever it happens to be that they might create a vulnerability for them. That's also politics. It's always been about power. Now, the last time we did give them power was for eight years of Obama and Biden. I think we've had enough of bribing dictators and mullers uh, with really bad appeasement deals. I think we're tired of the rules of engagement. We're tired of broken promises. Keep your doctor care and save money. We're tired of adding, what, uh, 13 million more Americans to food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. And now we have have what is an opportunity— to give America a clear choice. This is a choice election. It's America on the brink. And frankly, the world. And to watch the president in Davos and watch the world, you know, he'd be the envy of the world with his success. And watch them suck up so that he doesn't fight with them. It's pretty fun to watch. And the deal with China last week. I hope that answers your question. I, I It is... Game on. There's nothing here that I watched today that just, frankly, from their side, didn't bore the living out of me. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We'll give you a full roundup on Hannity tonight of all the happenings with the madness in Washington. Uh, We have part of the president's defense team, Alan Dershowitz, Pam Bondi, Senator Lindsey Graham, Ari Fleischer, Dan Bongino, Geraldo, Katie Pavlich, Doug Collins. We're loaded up. 9 Eastern, say DVR, Hannity Fox News. We are 287 days till you have a chance to once again shock the world. Will you do it? We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.